Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We are brought to you by DraftKings. Mikey, very excited. Mike, are you into these Jake Paul fights? Are you into uh, to anything going on with Jake Paul at all? Uh, I, I'm waiting for the time where he's going to get his ass kicked. That's what I would like to watch. Uh, do you think it's going to be this time? Because Tyron Woodley is going to fight him next, and uh, he's a badass. He is a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And that guy, he's... <laughs> uh, Mike, you know of Tyron Woodley. You know he's a bad man. Like, I think this is going to be the toughest fight. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> that Jake Paul has ever had. <laughs> Ty- Tyron's not a celebrity. He's a fighter. This is, is. Like, the first time he's actually going to fight somebody who actually throws punches. Okay, so he has four kids. I have no idea how old his kids are, but who do you think his kids, let's just assume they're all, let's say, 18 or younger, okay? So if all four kids are 18 or younger, Mike, do you think that Tyron Woodley's kids are rooting for Jake Paul or dad? <laughs> let's put a bet on it. <laughs> I, oh, man. It's a great question. <laughs> it's a great question. <laughs> because I think they're rooting for Jake Paul, <laughs> but they don't want to tell dad. <laughs> I think it depends on the age. I mean, older ones know where their their bread is buttered and they're definitely rooting for dad but the younger ones <laughs> those toys just kind of show up <laughs> so i asked my daughters they're 17 years old uh twin daughters i said if dad was fighting 
<laughs> Jake Paul. Did they stop you right there laughing at you? They, they, well, me if fighting. Dad was yes. fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they stopped. They laughed twice at me fighting, and then who would you root for, me or Jake Paul? They just started laughing at me. So they both said Jake Paul. So I would imagine if they're under eighteen, right? All four of his kids. They may not tell dad, but they're definitely rooting for Jake Paul, right? They have to be. Okay, I stopped listening to you right there because I'm wondering how much money it would take to get you in a celebrity boxing match with Greedy. Because that's who I think I want you to fight. Why Why Greedy? Why, of yeah, all the people, why Greedy? I like Greedy. I mean, so? It's, it doesn't have to be a death match. It could be a boxing match. I mean, there are plenty of people at ESPN I'd rather fight than, uh, than Greedy. I'm trying to think of somebody you can take. Do you want take. the top five people I'm I'd trying like to, to fight think of somebody ESPN? you can take. <laughs> well, Greedy, listen, I would mop the fucking floor with Greedy. I'll tell you that right now. You know I would. <laughs> Jeff Passan. What What would be the best celebrity boxing match where both, got, where both people would take it seriously? I think it would be Golik and Greedy. And I think Golik would use him as a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> I think Golik would beat up Greedy. <laughs> he would take the bottom half of Greedy and beat the top half of Greedy with the bottom half of Greedy. <laughs> Are we going to get in trouble for this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to think of who else I want you to fight. Well, hold on. All right, let's happen. do that. But I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. Well, let's see if we can make it happen. Mikey C. Mikey C. thinks he'd mop the floor with me. <laughs> Mikey C. would just flex in the ring. He would just flex. The- right, right. He would just just sit there and flex. And the next thing you know, I've kicked his ass. All right. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of fights I would like to see, actually. <laughs> this is a good question. <laughs> How come we never did this with Weekend Operations? I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> Celebrity matches. Celebrity boxing matches within ESPN. Um, oh, God. There's a good one right now I'd probably like to see. <laughs> All right. So who else would we like to see? Um like, back in the day, it would have been fun to see, like, Boomer and Tom Jackson. <laughs> but they're friends. They're best friends. We need enemies, right? <laughs> <We> need... <laughs> you and Levitard. Oh, me and Levitard. God. I think he's got you if it goes one round. Anything after that, you got him. <laughs> he's going to be gassed. Just, just on sheer conditioning? Yes. <laughs> right. Well, listen, here's the thing people if don't you know can, about. If you can stand the first round. <laughs> here's the thing people don't know about Levitard, dude. Levitard's big. Like, he's tall, yeah. and he's thick, and at times, he's in shape. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he is. So, he's a lot bigger. Dan's probably, I don't know, six inches taller than I am. Um, but I'd still and fucking I, kill Levitard. And I imagine he has a lot of pent-up aggression to you. Like I said, I think first round, if you survive the first round against Levitard, because uh, he is bigger, and he's going to come at you with a vengeance, yes. I think you win. Let me, uh, let me let me let me remove any doubts uh, about whether or not there's pent up <laughs> aggression towards me. Okay, it works both ways, by the way. So, yes, <laughs> okay. it's twenty years together. Right? We love each other, but yes, we get we constantly get annoyed with uh, with each other. Um, I'm trying to think of what my strategy would be with Levitard. <laughs> you dance your first no, round. I would you dance. Have, I think I'd have someone in the audience rope him into some sort of <laughs> like. <laughs> conversation about race and then I just pummel him, you know. <laughs> Distract him with with race talk. <laughs> and then just while the back is turned kidney shots. I, I like just it. beat the holy hell out of him. <laughs> what are a oh God, God, you got my mind racing right now. Mad Dog Russo? 
Oh, Mike and the Mad Dog? Yeah. Oh, Mike and the Mad Dog. Holy uh-huh. shit. Um, who do you have in that fight? Who wins that oh, fight? Oh, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give it to Francesa. I mean. Just on weight? I mean. On, on weight, yeah. I give it to Russo on crazy, though, man. Like <laughs> True. Russo is a crazy MFer. Um, I'm trying to think what I other... would be rooting for Mad Dog, that's for sure. Oh, no doubt. But everyone would. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mike's family wouldn't be rooting for Mike. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> what are other? What are some other legendary uh, sports duos? I'm trying to think. Like Shaq and Charles would be a good one. Although I yeah. think Shaq, would, I think Shaq would kick his ass just because. Listen, I love Charles. Charles is a strong guy, but Shaq is younger, you know, um, and probably in better shape. I'm trying to think who else. Uh... <laughs> oh God. I'm trying to think. Who would does Mikey see have a nemesis at uh, at ESPN? Is there uh, is there someone who smokes more than he does? John Ryder lungs. <laughs> that Clean should be air. His, that should be his nickname. Lungs. <laughs> Mikey the tumor C. <laughs> and fighting out of the right corner. <laughs> lungs. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, uh, Mike, real quick before we get to uh, Tyron Woodley. And again, he's fighting Jake Paul and his kids are rooting for Jake Paul. They're just too scared to tell him. That's, what I, that's, what I, that's just my that's the way I would bet. Uh, we are doing this right after game four of the uh, NBA finals. Bucks and Suns now tied at two games apiece going back to Phoenix. Uh, for game five over the weekend here. I love that we how we celebrate Chris Paul. He's gutty. He's a gamer when he has a monster game one with that injury. And then games two, three, and four, not so good. And all of a sudden, we crank up the excuse machine. Oh, he's injured. It's, it's always something with Chris Paul. But that block by Giannis on DeAndre Ayton, which everyone's talking about now, and people are putting in their top five postseason blocks of all time, um, I would say it's not even close. It was a great play. It was a great block, right? It's also a block I'm not certain I would go after just because I'd be terrified that I'm going to be posterized by DeAndre Hayden, <laughs> which speaks volumes to what kind of person I am and Giannis is. Okay? I'm a coward. He's not. He went after it as he should uh, because he's uh, genetically, that guy is a freak. That's why he's a Greek freak. I mean, we've never seen... The, the ability to stare down Devin Booker at the foul line and be there in case Devin puts up the jumper and then realize that he's not and recover and get to Aiton to make that block was unbelievable. But I don't, Mike, would it go in your top five postseason blocks of all time when you consider LeBron James just a couple of years ago probably had the greatest block ever against the Golden State Warriors? You remember I mean, that? yeah, that one's hard. That to was beat. a game seven too, Mike. Yeah, that yeah. one's hard to beat. You got any others? Uh, top five blocks of all time. Yeah. I have them. Yes. All the times the Bulls blocked Charles Smith at the end of that <laughs> fucking playoff game. Stupidity. Let's get to Tyron Woodley. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. 
Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh, folks, gather around. Everyone gather around, listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Tyron Woodley with us, the chosen one. He's got a uh, he's got a fight coming up with Jake Paul. Why'd you decide to do this, Tyron? I got to start right there. Why'd you decide to to engage in this fight? I had already decided to engage in boxing before this fight even came about. So um, this was just the the first opportunity, the first opponent that was presented to me. Um, obviously, everybody saw the the viral videos of the kind of like the beef in the backstage. Ben Askren being my friend and losing to him, it kind of made for a good storyline. So that's why we're here right now. We're going to get it cracking August 29th here in Cleveland. All right, coming up August 29th at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. As he said, it's live on Showtime, pay-per-view. Um, Tyron, like for me, because you're a former welterweight champion in the UFC, and this feels beneath you. Uh, like, I, I understand why you're doing it. You're getting into boxing, but you feel too accomplished to be fighting Logan. That's just me. Yeah, I know it is, it's, it's a way you can look at it on paper, but when you look at it in boxing, um, you, you're taking away a lot of elements of the octagon, uh, the, the ability to position somebody against the octagon and take them down, the grappling opportunities. You've got to remember I came in this game a two-time All-American wrestler and, and really um, you know worked myself to the point where I was a black belt in jiu-jitsu. So those are two strong bases that I won't be able to use in this fight, um, some height, some size. And, and really just it's fighting, it's boxing. So at the end of the day, it's a different sport completely. Um, I haven't done it yet um, just by itself. I've trained a lot of boxers. I've sparred a lot of boxers. But this is my first time getting into a ring. So um, I don't feel like it's beneath me. I feel like he has, he's athletic. He got a good right hand. And um, he thinks he's a fighter. So we're going to see if he's a fighter on the 29th. Are you annoyed by Jake Paul's fame? Not really. No, are you annoyed by Jake Paul? <laughs> I'm trying my best not to focus on it, but at the end of the day, I feel like his fan base is going to become my fan base, especially after I go out there and make light work of him. Wait, are you saying that everything that is his, that is now currently his, that is Jake's, is soon going well, to be yours? You're going to have all of it. I need all that. <laughs> I love you. You can have his fans. You can have everything. You can have- <laughs> well, 
<laughs> um, so you're not annoyed by him, though. Like you understand his fame, yeah, right? Yeah, I understand his game. I understand his mind game, and, and the the hardest task of this fight probably is not to allow myself to play into the mind games, play into the you know the antics in his childish way. So for me, it's a fight. You know, he decided to fight me. He's on the contract. Now it's war. So I'm planning on going out there and putting in uh, work, training my butt off, and um, getting in the ring and really showing him that his level to this. Tyron, you're, you're a former D1 wrestler. You were a welterweight champion in the UFC. How hard is it going to be not to, like, throw a kick or take him to the ground or something like that? You know, I wasn't really throwing many kicks or shooting many shots in uh, the UFC my last couple of fights. So uh, I primarily relied on a lot of striking in it. And, you know, just my last side of defenses and things of that nature. So for me, I don't think it's going to be hard at all. Like, that stuff is exhausting, wrestling and grappling and, you know, kicking there, you're seeing people messing their legs up and breaking their ankles and um, legs and kneecaps. So for me, you know, it's going to be a, a kind of a refreshing um, experience just to throw hands, just to punch. And that's the only thing I also got to worry about coming at me is just punches. Mikey, yeah, we should have done a bet on this, uh, on this next question here um, via DraftKings. We should have done this. I'm going to ask the question, Mike. But first, we need to establish, Tyron, you have four kids. Is that fair? That's fair. That's accurate, right? How old are the kids? 18, 10, 6, 4. All okay. even. When I'm odd, they're even. When I'm even, okay. they're odd. So I have to, Mikey A, what do you imagine here is the correct answer, especially for the 10-year-old, the 6-year-old, and the 4-year-old? Are they rooting for dad or are they rooting for Jake Paul? <laughs> Tyron, you can answer. Go ahead. <laughs> we had a conversation early on. And, you know, you're the only one that's ever asked me this question, so I got to take my head off to you for even thinking that. Um, but I'm not going to act like some of my kids were not watching some YouTube stuff with Jake Paul before this fight. And um, my daughter asked me, he's like, you're not going to kill Jake Paul, are you? And then um, my son was like, unless he's weak. <laughs> so, like, you know, they, they understand what it is. And um, for them, they, you know, they, they, they're they good at separating it. But, yeah, they were – one or two of my kids knew of him and knew of his videos. And, you know, before I was about to fight him, yeah, they watched some of his stuff. Are they going to be upset if you beat them? Like, <laughs> I mean, they better not beat it. They're going to get no more toys. <laughs> I guarantee you the 18-year-old is not going to be upset. Oh, he's definitely not going to be upset. <laughs> Wait, speaking of kids, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tyron, you were the 11th of 13 children in your family, right? Right. Like, what's the most difficult part of that, like being the 11th of 13? Because I always thank my brother every day. I just had one brother, and I thank yeah. him for paving the way. My brother got in so much trouble, but <laughs> by the time I started to go through high school, my parents were numb to it. You had a, yeah. you had like 10 siblings who kind of laid that foundation for you. I think just being entertained. So many yeah. of us in the house, and, you know, it's not like, you know, every weekend you take 13 kids to the movie theaters. That, that's like a car note. So in my mind, it's just um, being entertained and just, you know, being positive and just having that support and love from the family. So we fought each other the same way any other family fight each other. But it was just a lot of tough love and a lot of support. Who challenged you most in, inside the family? Was there, was there a sibling who challenged you the most? My siblings are the fighters. That's the funny part. Like, they, they should laugh at me that I'm the fighter because they, my, like, my sisters are vicious. They were, like, the ones that, like, known 
in a neighborhood fight. God bless your mom. What a difficult job that is, raising, correct me if I'm wrong, 13 kids, right? Dad left the house early. Yeah, but I hope you guys thank her on a daily basis. I'm For sure. sure. She definitely um, you know, paved the way, showed us the definition of sacrifice, and she always wanted a lot of kids around her to show the joy and, um, you know, just kind of spread God's word to, but at the end of the day, everybody presented a different task. You know, all of the siblings are different. We all pursue different paths. We have different personalities, so she had to learn how to deal with each one of us differently. And that kind of showed me that with my kids, you can't just really parent all your kids one way. You know, I got a kid that needs more attention and more nurturing. One needs more tough love. And the other one, my daughter is a complete character. So you just kind of just let her do her thing. (laughs) Tyron Woodley with us here on Stupidity. Tyron Woodley with us here on Stupidity. Uh, his professional boxing match against Jake Paul on Sunday, August 29th at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. It's live on Showtime and pay-per-view. Tyron, you have a podcast called, and I think it's the greatest name in the history of podcasting. It is called Morning Wood and D's Nuts. <laughs> so I know who Morning Wood is. I'm interested in who's D's Nuts. Okay? You, you know what? Um... I'm just a clown. Um, people that see me in fight, they see me on the more serious side, but in real life, I like to have fun, make things light. So me and my coach, um, Dean Thomas, um, we call ourselves, we're, we're like clowns, so we're like nuts. So I'm like, perfect, let's make a show called The Morning Wood Show with these nuts. I love it. Um, you know, that's what we did. We talk about politics, we talk about life, we talk about sport, we talk about entertainment, movies. Uh, we try to keep it light and just really, anything that's going on, we want to kind of touch on and not just an MMA podcast, you know what I mean? Right. So you're enjoying it. So that's like, do you enjoy that as much as as much as the boxing, as much as the fighting, as much as the announcing, the acting? You've done a lot of stuff, Tyron. It was just um, an opportunity to be our own filter, you know. Like on ESPN, I can't really say you know the words sure. that I may be saying on my podcast. TMZ, I had a little bit more freedom, but everyone had a little bit, um, a little bit of a filter, and I had to gear it towards that. But on my podcast, I can do and say whatever I want. I'm not even certain on ESPN you can say D's nuts. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. We may get warned afterwards. But. <laughs> uh, is Conor McGregor done? No, he's not done. I mean, he's been around the sport for, for a minute. Um, he made people excited to watch. He made a fortune doing so. And I think when he walks away, it's, it's going to be on his terms when he wants to. He's talking a lot about fighting. and He's talking a lot about um, Dustin Poirier. So I think when he come back, I think that's the fight that going to try to put together again so we've had dana white on our program many many times throughout the years and you know sometimes mostly fun but sometimes contentious and but what when it gets contentious what we're asking him about is the underpaying of his fighters do you think that dana white that ufc is underpaying their fighters i think dana white is always going to be sensitive about that topic because if everybody keeps bringing it up then you know every manager and every fighter trying to get their uh, their, their their fighter pay raised because at the end of the day um, they do that, then it's going to take more money out of the organization, more money out of his pockets. And I think that um, he feel in his mind that they created the brand. They started the UFC. They made it to where it is today. And um, you guys should be lucky to fight here. And you make a decent living. Think about what other people do. They don't make this kind of money. Um, but at the same token, the fighters, we think that we are the reason why they were – we think that we're the reasons why people are watching. We're the ones that actually are fighting. We're giving a performance. So it's always going to be a situation where the fighters feel like they – deserve more, especially when you got um, organizations like PFL paying a million dollars for a tournament and these guys are non-UFC um, fighters. You got boxers making a ton of money. Um, not all on the Florida, the Pacquiao, the Spencer, or all these different um, Javante David levels, like guys that are 
you know, middle level, you know, tier making a million bucks or, you know, 700,000, things like that. And you got world champions and your team making less. Um, I try to stay away from it because I feel like when I went in and I fought for the pay that I got and I fought for my battles, I had to fight it individually because our sport is taught to go against each other. We're not taught, we're not taught to unify. And um, we're technically not employees. So at the end of the day, they can offer us a fight and it's up to us to say yeah or nay, um, especially for the, the amount we get paid for. I'm going to do a uh, couple of fill-in-the-blanks. We'll get to the George St. Pierre uh, sound, and we have a little game for you at the end here. And I'm going to open up the floor and just let you talk as much shit about Jake Paul as you want, okay? Uh-huh. Just, try to, just try to stir it up here. Um, the hardest uh, the hardest that Tyron Woodley has been hit in the octagon or the ring is blank. Shit, it's Neymar court. But like oh, I was able to cast on a skillet. I'm like, damn, what I do to you? <laughs> Um, the hardest you've hit someone is blank. Carlos Condit. I hit him so hard he flew across the, the octagon like a ratchet was on his back. But uh, he actually turned around and came, came for more to get hit again. Oh, my God. Wait, what was it that was flying across the octagon? I didn't hear that. Ratchet is what they use in um, stunts when they, they put you to like an air ratchet. And when they say go, it snatches you. And that's where you see like a person going through explosion. So I hit him and it looked like he got yanked across the octagon. And he just took the punch and came back forward. Is that the uh, is that the proudest connection you've made in your fighting career? Is that the one you think um, of first? Probably Koshek. I hit him so clean, I hit him right on the chin, and he went down, and nobody had knocked him out um, unconscious before then until I did so. What's that feel like? Like when you're standing over that, you, you you've connect. Like listen, you've worked a lifetime you to 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 at your craft, right? To become the absolute best at what it is you do. And so when you land that perfect shot, you're standing over. What does that feel like, man? Because it's something I'll never be able to relate to. I mean, it feels like you know you the ultimate high, you know, ultimate alpha male. You know, nothing can take that moment away from you, and just to know that you possess the power and the ability to find that shot and land that shot clean because it's risky. Most knockout punches. Are not jabs, right. which is the famous punch you can throw. They usually uppercut or a right hand or overhand or left hook, something that is probably looping or something that your body has to show as you throw. So they're easier to counter. So when you land it and, and knock somebody out, you know, those are moments that no matter what nobody say before the fight, after the fight, when you get knocked out or you knock somebody out, you're the man. So you knew you knew exactly what Usman felt like when he landed that perfect shot on Masvidal, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, especially for a guy like Masvidal, who's known for, for his KOs and known for his striking ability, it was, it was totally unexpected. There was a lot of build-up talking um, about the fight. First time they fought Masvidal, had a last-minute notice. He didn't have a poor training camp. But also, Usman had last-minute notice of a new type of opponent. When he was supposed to fight before then, was, you know, shorter, grappler, his teammate. He knew a lot about him. And then, he, you know, within six days, he's fighting a, a long striker with, um, with great hand speed. The best current pound-for-pound fighter is blank. I'd say John Jones. John Jones, okay. Um, The best pound-for-pound, is this going to be the same answer? The best pound-for-pound fighter UFC of all time is blank. All times? Damn. Between John Demetrius Johnson and um, Anderson Silva. I'm going to say Anderson Silva. He was the original GOAT before before people had good strength conditioning, coaches, and meal plans. Knowledge and video. He was doing it when you know it's kind of the Stone Age. So I'm gonna say Anderson so Acting or fighting? The one that is more difficult is blank. Acting. Really? Why? Fighting is more natural. Something that's more in my DNA. Acting is you know in our minds we think 
okay, how would I do this? But it's not really how you would do it. It's the character. You got to find out, you know, who the character was, how they were raised and what their mindset would be. So when you're acting, you can just become that character versus um, putting putting the words in, you know, a perspective and think about, oh, how would I do this? Right. That's it. That makes sense. Right. You're out of your comfort zone. Tyron, Tyron Woodley with us here. Uh, check out his boxing match against Jake Paul Sunday, August 29th at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. It is live on Showtime pay-per-view. We'll get to our game here in a second. Mikey A., do you now have the, si- uh, the sound here for Tyron Woodley? Let's try it. George, how quickly could you kill me if you wanted to? <laughs> I don't know. Depend of you, are you do, do you have a weapon on your on your? So maybe I, I, you can kill me faster, you know. No, no, I have no weapon, no, and no, you just nobody dis- is faster than a bullet, my friend. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but but take the gun and the weapon out of it. I have no weapon. You just decide you don't like me and you want to no, kill no, me. No, he's got a pool cue. He's got. Let's give him a pool cue. How quickly can you? How quickly can you kill him? Do you have any any Do you have any sharp object near you? No, no, just a billiard cue. All he's got is so, one. I'm sure you have a pen. I'm sure you have a pen. No pens. No pens. <laughs> a pen. Okay. A, okay. We've got a we've got a billiard cue. We've got a we've got a pool stick and we've got a pen. How quickly could you kill him? Ah. Uh... Hard to say. Maybe it depends who, who gets the pen first, you know. Maybe he can hurt me, you know. George! But I, I, I believe he could take me less than 30 seconds. I, I could, I could, <laughs> Thank uh, you, George. I could probably end his life. But, 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 but are, you kill, are, are you killing me with the pool, <laughs> the pool cue and my pen? Like, what's happening there? You're yes. asking a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm interested well, here. It's, uh, <laughs> You know, you know that we talk about it, but you know, for example, a chokehold. You know, some people sometimes they get choked and they passed out. I, I believe it takes thirty seconds before it starts the brain. You have to keep the choke after the person passed out like thirty seconds before it starts to have like brain like damage. Okay, so a little more than thirty seconds. Death. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because so, you go so, for the choke, right? Okay. It, it, it takes more time. Maybe not that choke, the strike. It's hard to say. You know, it will be. It's not like in a movie. Movie. You know, you see the guy. He, he, give a punch, a person is dead, it, it's hard to kill someone. It's, it's much harder than people think. <laughs> Dan, I'm confused, though. I mean, this guy can choke me out in less than 30 seconds. He's concerned about a bit. He has a pen. Listen, I don't know how long it will take me to kill you, probably, but to put you out out of uh, out of order, that, like put you unconscious, could take me maybe like 10 seconds, maybe I can, I can do. <laughs> Five, 10 seconds, but kill, killing technically dead is hard to kill someone. Okay, so me and Tyron Woodley are in a bar together, and I have a pool cue and a pencil, and you decide that you don't like me and you want to kill me. Now, St. Pierre said it would take him less than nine seconds, okay? How long would it take Tyron Woodley to kill me? I mean, it would probably take um, longer for me to get to you than to get the job done. No disrespect, John. <laughs> If I'm to that point, I'm going for the kill shot. So you're telling me you could do it quicker than George St. Pierre? I'm going to say seven, seven seconds. <laughs> seven seconds. Two you and two to get the job done. Okay, now Mikey A is a little bit bigger than me. And by a little bit, I mean he's a lot twice, bigger than me. Twice so the how, size. Long, <laughs> how long yeah. would it take you? So how about Mikey A? Okay, he's like double my size and he's like a foot taller. Uh, maybe, maybe 10, maybe 10, 15. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Mikey, <laughs> Mikey, do you realize? Wait, hold on. Hold on. I want details. How would you kill Mikey A? Let me hear this quickly. I got to hit him in the body first to see what it's okay. about. Okay. So then, then after that, we got to go for the chin. Listen, I'm going to say this. <laughs> I'm big and I'm tough and I fold like a sack of freaking potatoes if you hit me once. I'm just so the body, so the body shot will be the first 
Wait, lean over and try to take them out. It's over. <laughs> and, how, and how would you kill someone my size? Like, what would be your tactic? You would just want, you'd get rid of the pool cue, forget about the fucking pencil. It's stupid. I don't know why we put it I in there. I just have a conversation with you, and as you think we're talking, but I just make the point here. Wait, so you know how many times I've done that in my mind, by the way, with Stu? (laughs) (laughs) But but Mikey A, here's the thing. Like one second, it's such a great strategy. One second, he makes you think that we're friends. The next second, you're dead. And then you move your mouth, you open your jaw. When I see your teeth and tongue, I get you in the cheekbone, and then we out of here. Oh, my God. Check out his uh, professional boxing match against Jake Paul on Sunday, August 29th, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. It's on Showtime. Like three first names, right? What was that? I said the name of the stadium, like three first names. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I play that game all the time. You and I are kindred spirits, Tyron Woodley. I'm telling you, I got to have I gotta have you on more often. Uh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a quick game with you, real quick. Uh, all, right. all right, we're gonna call it. I want to call it. Really, what I want to call it is Morning Wood or D's Nuts, but I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> or both, or both of them. Morning Wood, D's Nuts, or both. Okay, I'm gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna call it Wood. We're gonna call it Wood or Wouldn't. All right. All right. It's a fucking terrible name, Mikey. Uh-huh. Uh, jumping off an airplane. Would like wouldn't. like skydiving? Would or wouldn't? wouldn't. No, wouldn't. never. Okay. Would not. No. All right. Uh, now I actually did this. Okay, so I'm telling you, I did it on the front end. Giving up your aisle seat for a window seat on an airplane because a daughter wants to sit next to her dad. Would or would it? You would. would. I didn't do it. <laughs> not trying to give up. If this kid's involved. I would, because just the middle seat. I don't like the middle seat. All right, but how old do I have to make the kid? Because the kid, she was like 28 years old, okay? If we switch into the window seat, then I'll, I'll switch with anybody, because I can't, I don't want the window seat anybody. All right, so it was bad of me to tell her, listen, if you wanted to sit next to dad, you probably should have booked it that way. I mean, <laughs> that's what you I, saw, you saw that? I said that, yeah. I don't feel good about it. I gotta be honest. You're a bad person. You know what I mean? It's You're a bad of, person. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> I hope he really uh, runs into it, you once. <laughs> so, so, I mean, if you would have told her, hey, you know, I got a um, weak bladder and I'm going to have to keep walking past you to use the bathroom three times. So you probably want to sit right here where you're at. You, you want, right now. If I'm telling the truth, I will tell you that I was, I told her I was fresh off knee surgery. <laughs> I, I, didn't, huh? I didn't and stretch you it out. And slipped and fell and had to get knee surgery afterwards. You lied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an asshole. Um, putting ketchup on your steak, would or would it? Would. If the steak whack, I would have to. Okay. I almost divorced my wife over that because she did that, just, just so you know. Oh. Yeah. Uh, P- I, don't like, I don't like when people pour the milk before the cereal. Oh, it makes no oh, sense to me. Who does that? I've never even heard of that. It's gotta I, be- I heard two people that do that, and I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, you weird. don't know the proper measurement. You need to eat the, see the cereal, and then, you know, the milk goes on the top of it, so you know how much to pour. Right, exactly right. What's your favorite cereal? Captain Crunch or Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Probably Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Wow, there is it's nothing the only, better than Captain Crunch. the only acceptable Crunch. answers right there. Yeah. Well, I, what's your favorite dry cereal? If you go dry cereal, like without milk, what are you doing? Without milk, um, probably Cinnamon Checks. Yeah, Cinnamon Checks are fantastic, man. That's such a great choice. But there, I think there are a few things better than life. Do you agree, Tyron, that, you know... You have to let the Captain Crunch kind of sit in the milk Scratch a little you. bit so it gets a yes. Yeah, thank, you. Root your mouth. thank you. Oh God, we are God. I need you oh, one no. every week. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping food on the floor, picking it up and eating it. Would or would it? Would. Would. Okay. Poop it on a plane. Would or would it? Would. 
Got to go, got to go. Plant-based meat, would or would it? Would. It's not my first pick. (laughs) I've had a Beyond Uh, Burger and a little bit past the meat burger and a meatless burger, but yeah, I'll try that. That one extra punch after he's already knocked out, would or would it? Would. Jake, yes. Yeah, of course you would. Push uh, the dap- out the way. <laughs> uh, dap before the fight, would or would it? Would, but I'm not trying to hug after the fight. Okay. okay. <laughs> Are you going to dap up Jake Paul before the fight or what? Sure. People that don't dap, I feel like they lose and they're like, oh, you should have dapped before. <laughs> uh, returning your shopping cart, uh, would or would it? Would. Okay. But most times I just... Going, going through the express lane with more than 10 items, would or would it? Would. You would, sure. right? right. But, yeah. but would, all right. Calling out. Count them, I'm like, you need to get likes. <laughs> Call, calling out someone else who's in the express lane with 10 or more items, would or would it? Would not. Okay, <laughs> because you've done it. Okay. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I'm I would cut somebody off. off on the highway and they get mad when somebody cut me off. <laughs> See the thing. Here's the thing about me. I'm because I'm an asshole. Okay, we've established that already. Um, I would go through the express lane with ten or more items, and if there was someone in front of me uh, who was there with ten or more items, I would ca- absolutely call them the fuck Even out. Even though your <laughs> cart has more than ten. Yes, yes, but I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, I'm gonna leave the floor open here. I'm gonna. You could say whatever it is you want to say. Talk shit. Talk smack. Just tell the audience. Tell everyone what you're gonna do to Jake Paul in this fight. I'm going to be Jake Paul's ass number one. Uh, first off, if you want to see any behind-the-scenes footage, make sure you guys go to Champ Camp and check that out. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Tyron Woodley. You'll see all the footage. You know, the real, not the fly on the wall, but actual seat at the table. You'll see the good days, the bad days, the good training, the family, the reasons why I fight. And also, you know, a little razzle-dazzle in there as well. So uh, make sure you check that out. And um, Jake, man, you signed the line, man. Now it's war. <laughs> How long is this fight going to be? I just just had a curiosity. Couple rounds. Couple rounds? Okay. <laughs> you, you'll carry him around for a round or two and then just knock him out? I mean, I ain't going to carry him around, but I think he's going to try to clinch and hold, uh, you know, run away for a round or two. Okay. Uh, before we let you go, because you're doing some great work and I want you to talk about it, you are the founder of the youth uh, mentoring program, PS Protocol, which mentors and encourages inner city uh, males. So talk about that because that's some great work by you, Tyron. Definitely just just telling the kids to, to ask God through prayer for that purpose and then just finding a way to stay in position and execute. And then, you know, just discovering the power that you have when you're, you know, faith driven. Now, also, you look at what you put on this earth for. A lot of people um, do what they see on television or Instagram. This person making money doing this and I want to do it. But it may not be what you're gifted to do. So I think it's important to uh, kind of use your spirituality to locate what you are put on earth for. And once you find that out, to really chase after that, even if it's not, you know, an NBA player or something flashy like a, a rapper or an entertainer, but maybe it's to be a counselor, maybe it's to be a firefighter, maybe to be something different. So um, that's kind of what we encourage and just really putting kids in position to be successful in life. You're a talented man. You're a good man. You're a bad man. Keep up the good work, man. I appreciate you. I really do. And listen, Listen, I just just do me a favor. I have you, for a lot of money, by the way, I have you knocking out Paul in the third round. So if you feel like you can knock him out in the second, maybe just wait a little bit till the third <laughs> round. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, Tyron. I appreciate it. Good luck. Good luck, man. Appreciate Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Mike, I don't know about you, man, but Tyron Woodley was excellent. He got me fired up, Mike. He got me fired up. 
Yeah, I might even buy that fight too. Uh, the fight. I wasn't talking about the fight, Mike. I was talking about Morningwood and these nuts. <laughs> Stupidity. Stuke out here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. So always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears call click or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done.